0: Welcome to Seize Your Midlife, the podcast exclusively for midlife women. I'm your host, Bree Schumacher. We are going to dive into all the things from health and hormones to beauty and wellness. We'll be asking the question, what's my midlife purpose? And what am I gonna do with the rest of my life? We'll also be interviewing women who've taken leaps or made U-turns in midlife this conversation is going to be engaging sometimes educational a little bit funny and always real it is my sincere hope that you find your midlife purpose and lead your most fulfilling life so join us on this journey to seize your midlife let's go Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seize Your Midlife. I am so very glad you are here today. Okay, so if you are from Charlotte, you probably already know who Colleen Odegaard is. But if you're not and you don't know who she is, let me tell you, she is an award-winning former TV anchor host, and producer on Charlotte Today. And she is now a life coach and hosts a podcast called Wake Up To Your Life, which I just love. So a while ago, I saw that Colleen was offering an in-person Wake Up To Your Life event. And I was like, ooh, I would really love to go to that. But then I thought, oh, gosh. Some school night, a Wednesday, and it's downtown Charlotte, and mostly I don't have anyone to go with. So I shut down my browser and, frankly, kind of forgot about it. And then a girl I know here in Fort Mill tagged me on Facebook in a post about the event. So, of course, I started thinking about it again, and I write her a message, and I say, Hey do you think it would be weird if I went to this event by myself? She was like, no, I don't think so. So I sent Andy an email and said, is there any way you can cover all the soccer things on this day so that I can go to this event? And he was like, sure. So, okay, shoot. Now I am committed. No excuses now. So I – Decided, okay, I was going to buy a ticket because this year I have really been trying to be more mindful, one, of doing things even when I'm afraid, and two, of trying to become more part of the community here in Charlotte, in this area. So anyways, the Wednesday night of this event rolls around and everybody is officially out of the house and it's soccer and I am by myself. And I start thinking, oh my gosh, I could just go on like the back porch and watch some Netflix. Or maybe I could go get a pedicure. And then my friend Shannon calls. And I don't know if you remember Shannon. um, From my first interview, she is one of my very best friends and she is also a life coach. And I told her I was going to this event. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And so I'm like, okay, I said it out loud. I am going to this event. So I put on my heels and on my dark jeans and I curled my hair, which by the way, I'm not sure about you, but just kind of getting ready like that makes me feel more confident. I swear, since COVID, I have basically lived in like yoga pants and running shoes and I just felt, okay, I can handle this a little bit more when I felt better about myself. But Anyways, I start making the drive to South End and if you don't live in Charlotte, then I'll tell you that South End is like basically downtown Charlotte. Like you're in the middle of all the big buildings. And even though I'm from the Chicago suburbs, I spent my whole adult life driving in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is the kind of place where people like wave you in and smile at you on the road, and if something's 40 miles away, it takes 40 minutes to get there. Driving in Charlotte, on the other hand, is a lot more like driving in Chicago. So I'm like, oh my God, calluses on my hands, like trying to negotiate driving during rush hour, downtown Charlotte. And I'm also like kind of sweating because I've switched to a natural deodorant and they only half work. And I'm also like, oh gosh, I know when there is an event that's like a women's event, people come with their girlfriends. And here I am, I am going to be walking in by myself. But then I see the sign of the place and I'm like, oh, great. I made it. And I turn in the wrong way on a one-way street. And if my sister is listening, she's saying tipico in Spanish because it is typical of me. I'm the worst driver. (laughs) I cannot deny it. So anyways, I'm like, oh, gosh, I feel like they said something about this back parking lot. So I pull around back and I see a sign that says, if you park here, you will be towed. But I'm like, you know what? If I do not park here, I'm not going in. I'm going to leave because I already had been hesitant, right? And so I park and I get out of my car the same time as another woman. And she's like, hey, are you here for the wake up to your life event? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And she's like, gosh, do you think we can park here? And we start talking and making our way into the event. And when we get up to the front, she checks in at one table and I check in at another table and we kind of go our separate ways. And I look up and sure enough, it's exactly how I thought it was going to be. There are women in little pods, little groups. They have their glasses of wine in their hands. They are laughing and I'm like, yeah. So I go into the bathroom and kind of pull myself together, and I decide I'm going to say to myself the mantra that I created when I was going to surf on the zip line in El Salvador. I don't know if you remember that story, but the mantra is, I am strong. I am brave. I am a bad-ass mom. <gasps> Breathe. Okay. So I teeter out of the bathroom because I also never wear heels. And so somehow I forgot how to walk in them. Even though I'm the person that wore wedges to labor and delivery, I can no longer walk in heels. So I tear over to the bar where I'm going to get just a water because I had already decided that me, Charlotte, driving and any sort of alcohol is not going to be a good combination. So I get this bottle of water and I sit down by myself and I'm like, Fidgeting around because I'm, you know, awkward and I'm like, should I look at my phone? What should I do? Because the event is not starting. And that is when I see the woman from the parking lot walk across the entire room and it was a big room. And she comes over to me and she says, Hey, I feel like we kind of bonded in the parking lot and I just wanted to see if you wanted to come sit with me. I'm here with my friends and we'd love for you to sit with us. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. What? a gesture of kindness, and know to self, be more like Melanie from the parking lot. That was so nice. And she literally pulls up an extra chair for me. Her and her friend turn their chairs in to kind of include me in the conversation. And it just made me be like, you know what? I think, you know, when you're afraid to go somewhere or do something, like remember that there are Melanies everywhere and that it will be okay, right? Okay, so then the event starts, and honestly, the structure was different than I thought it was going to be, and I don't know why I had a preconceived notion about what the format was going to be, but I did. But the truth is that the format, which was less formal than I thought, really allowed for women to kind of give stories, opinions, thoughts throughout the night, and I really took away a lot of things. And as I was driving home that night, I thought, gosh, I think I really need to share some of these things because there were so many good nuggets. Okay. So one of the things Colleen talked about, and I also talk about a lot, is taking a step into your goals, a step towards your goals. So when a leap feels too big, you take a step. Well, what Colleen called it was taking messy action towards your goals. And I really like that because I've always been of the belief that better done than perfect. Better moving in a direction than the perfect direction. So it was such a good reminder. And also they said, you know, your goal, your big thing doesn't need to be a big thing. It doesn't need to be starting a business or writing a book. It can be exercising more. It can be spending more time in nature or being more present. But that idea of just taking messy action towards a life that you want is so important. So recently I had a conversation with one of my best friends, and she has literally been telling me for years. And when I say years, I mean years that she was wanting to find something that was just hers, something that fulfilled her and that she felt proud of and owned all on her own. And we had recently been together and we had been talking about this at length. So when we were on the phone the other day, I was like, hey, have you thought any more about this? She was like, yeah, actually, I really have. And I've been thinking that maybe I want to get my master's in social work. So I've gotten, like, some information from some colleges around here. And the classes actually sound super interesting. And it got me thinking maybe I could work in a school because it would fit with the kids' schedules. And also, I have just really seen how much the social worker at my own kids' school has helped so much this year. And I was thrilled for her, like genuinely so excited. I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Go for it. And then she was like, well, I mean, it is a lot of money. And so I want to just be super sure that this is really what I want to do. And I mean, I don't know if I would really want to work in a school forever. And I mean, I don't know how this would work out with our schedules and It's about to be summer, and I mean, honestly, summer is like the worst time to start something like this. Okay, all these things. I think every single one of us does this, right? We start thinking about the pros and the cons and all the possibilities or improbabilities. And I have said this a million times before, and I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face. It is the quote from Marie Forleo that says, clarity comes from engagement. You cannot pro con your way to knowing if something is going to work out for you, if you are going to like it, if it is the next right step for you, because you have to physically do it. You have to physically try it to see if it that's you. No list can do that for you. And so I said to her, and I think you can apply this thought process to whatever it is that you want to do. I said to her, well, you're not even deciding to finish a master's in social work. You're just deciding if you're going to apply. You haven't even applied. And you don't have to work in a school forever if that's the way you want to go. This isn't a forever decision. It's just a step. And, like Colleen would say, it is the messy action. And at the end of today's podcast, I'm super excited to share with you what my own personal messy action is going to be because this event really got me thinking about it. But first, before we get to that, I want to talk to you about the second thing that really resonated with me that night. And that is how important. Critical, really, it is to love yourself and how not loving yourself well impedes on your goals and on creating your dream life. So, Colleen was talking about how we all look at pictures of ourselves and we just instantly like zoom in and start criticizing ourselves. Like, oh gosh, my arms look so fat. Like, ugh. My eye, like we just start saying all these mean things to ourselves. And I know if you are listening, you have done this. We all do this. And she suggested that when you see a picture of yourself, instead of going right to that narrative that you tend to have, try to find one nice thing to say about the picture So my smile looks really great. I look really happy. That was a really good memory. Oh, I loved that restaurant that we were at in that picture. And just changing the narrative of what you say. I love this exercise, and I know that I am personally going to apply it to my own life Right away. In fact, I already did that today when I was in the dressing room and I had gone into the dressing room feeling really strong and good about myself. I had been working out super consistently and like, ooh. And then I see my naked booty in the mirror in those harsh lights. And I start to go, oh my God, you're literally disgusting. And so I was like, nope, nope, don't say that. Don't say that to yourself. Pause before you start talking to yourself that way. So, there was a woman at the event, and she had raised her hand and told a really brief story about how she was traveling with her adult daughter. I think she said her daughter was like 26 or something. And the whole time that they were on this vacation, the mom kept saying things like, Oh my gosh, look at me. I look so old. Look at those wrinkles and God, I look fat. And her daughter turned to her and said, stop being so mean to my mom. You guys, this, this, we are so mean to ourselves. And Colleen pointed out, we would not treat our friends that way. We would never in a million years speak to our friends that way. We would not let anyone else speak to our friends that way or our mothers that way. So why do we speak to ourselves that way? And I think it is an important reminder to be kind to yourself. I know I am guilty of this. I sometimes literally out loud say to myself, I hate myself. That is terrible, isn't it? And how terrible if kids hear that, see that, feel that. Regardless if you have kids or not, treat yourself with kindness. Talk to yourself with kindness. I am going to deeply work on this. So recently, I was dropping my son off at school. And I was waiting in the drop-off line. And I was looking at Instagram. And I see that this famous author has a podcast and it is about midlife. And her podcast is blowing up. And she's starting a book club and she's got a membership and all these things. And oh my gosh, the self doubt and the comparison came rearing her ugly head. But I took the advice that I got from the Wake Up to Your Life event and. I thought about the way I started doubting myself and talking to myself. And instead I said, no, don't let yourself feel bad. Do not think you are not good enough. There is room for your unique voice. And I have said to all of you before, there is room for you at the table. And I mean that. And I need to mean it to myself as well. So this came up. At the event, just super briefly, but I really held onto it. And that is when you hear something or you think something to ask yourself if there's anything truthful about the thing that you're hearing or the thing that you are telling yourself. So, as I'm starting to feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have a book club, I don't have a membership, I don't even really have that many followers, I go and look up this woman's podcast. And I see she's been hosting this podcast for two years. And at the time that I'm sitting in my car, my podcast had been going for two months. Two months. And if I look at what I've been able to do in two months, oh, I feel good about myself. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I don't have the membership. I don't have the Fowlers. I don't have the book club. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these great comments and reviews and messages that you've gotten from women saying they resonate with this podcast. Sit in that. Sit in that feeling. And I also encourage all of you that when you start telling yourself something mean or a certain narrative, say, is this really true? What is the validity here? And also just take a pause. So, you can remember to be gentle with yourself. Okay. So, and the third big thing that I took away from the Wake Up to Your Life event that hurt my heart is that midlife women are hurting. They are in pain, they are carrying so much. And maybe hearing this, you're like, yeah, I am. So, this event was not. Geared towards midlife women, but because Colleen is in midlife, most of the women there were in midlife, and certainly the women that raised their hands to contribute were. So, you know, the sweet lady I told you about from the parking lot that just made me feel so welcome. Towards the end of the event, she raised her hand to share. She said, I just got divorced after 23 years of marriage. And I've tried messy action, I've tried dating. I've tried therapy, and nothing is working. And I just don't want to be the lady 10 years down the road that's still bitter and angry. You guys, I literally put my hand to my heart because I felt her deep pain. It was literally coming off of her body. And I know there are a lot of women In midlife, that are feeling this pain of broken marriages and maybe impending divorces. I think now the most common age to get divorced has moved to like 55 or something. So this is not an uncommon pain or problem. But I said to her, probably not in the most eloquent way, as we were walking out together into the warm Charlotte evening, I said to her, gosh, you were married for 23 years. You've been divorced for six months. You were married pretty much your whole adult life. Be patient with yourself. It is going to take a long time to heal those wounds. But just feel sad. Be unapologetically sad. And I want to say that to you too And just keep going. Keep trying. Keep taking the messy action. Keep taking the baby steps. Keep trying all the things. So earlier on in the evening, another woman raised her hand. And she said, I just want to feel good in my own skin. And I looked around the room, and women everywhere were nodding their heads because I think we can all relate to that. Probably even more so now than ever before in our lives because our bodies, they're just not the same that they were. And so the way that we think about our bodies and treat our bodies is just, it's it's different. And it's a hard, hard transition to feel good in your own skin, your different skin. You were unfortunately, aging skin, right? And Colleen asked the audience, are there any women in here who feel like they can't start going after their goals, start their messy actions, start their dreams, whatever it is, because they feel like they need to lose 10 pounds to do it? And many women raise their hands. Gosh, that is just so hard because I get it, but you got to start and you got to start first by loving yourself, but also just, you know, accepting where you're at and moving forward from there. The truth is, and I'm not sure if I've ever said this out loud to people who don't really know me before, maybe even to really a lot of my good friends, but I am not nice about my body in my own head, sometimes out loud. And this was a problem for me actually since I was a little girl. I have talked mean to myself and to my body. And I have really tried to be more cognizant of that. And I'm going, I think, after this event to just try to even be more so. And I have already started when I am out running or jogging to say, thank you for these strong legs that are carrying me slowly, albeit slowly, but they are carrying me from one place to another. How miraculous is that? So I just want to say to you, can you? Every day, think of a tiny thing to thank your body for or to tell yourself that there is a piece that when you look at yourself, you can find to be beautiful. I hope so. I am going to try to be more mindful and I want you to as well. Also, I have really noticed, and you'll have to tell me if this is the truth for you as well, but there is definitely a direct correlation between how I treat my body and how I feel about my body. Even if the scale has a number that I don't love and the needle does not seem to be moving, even though I'm exercising more than I ever have, if I do get the exercise, if I do get out into the sunshine, if I put real food into my body, I feel better and stronger no matter what that number is. So can you also just commit to doing one more kind thing for your body every day? Maybe it's that 20-minute walk outside or adding some leafy greens every day. Whatever it is, just take a baby step towards not only talking to yourself in a nicer way, but treating yourself in a nicer way. So that gets me to the next thing because I think they're very tied together. There was another woman that after we did this quick exercise about finding our messy action, she raised her hand and said something like, and I'm totally ad-libbing this, I can't even picture anything. I can't think of a goal. I can't picture a messy action because all of my responsibilities and all of the things I need to do and all the people I need to care for, they're just filling my brain. There's no room for me to think about my messy action or my goals. There's just too much. And the other presenter who was at the event, Lauren, she said something that I thought was really good. And she said, it sounds like you are really someone that loves and cares for a lot of people. But did you consider that taking care of yourself is an act of love for them as well? I said something similar to this in my mom guilt episode, if you haven't gone to listen to it. I highly encourage you if you are a mom to do that because it's that same idea of how taking care of yourself is modeling taking care of yourself to your children who I know you want to take better care of yourself. But I think it's important to remember self-care is self-preservation and that taking care of yourself physically and emotionally helps the other people around you, helps the people that you love. And Colleen mentioned that a lot of women were coming up to her at the break, and I even heard other women say this out loud, that they felt stuck. They didn't know what their messy action should be. Or they had a messy action, they just didn't know where to get started or how to get started. And gosh, you guys, sitting there and hearing these things, it just reaffirmed So much for me that I am on to something with seizure midlife. And the truth is, I spent about a year and a half seeing, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What's my purpose? What am I going to do in this next chapter? I was stuck. I couldn't get beyond those questions. But when I changed the question to say instead, who am I going to serve and how am I going to serve, it came to me. And the truth is, I want to serve women in midlife women like you, women like all those women who are saying, I'm stuck. I don't feel good about myself. I don't know what I want to do next. And I drove home that night just more steadfast in my mission of wanting to help raise all of you up to seize your midlife more than ever before. And hopefully more women will join in and be part of this mission to seize your midlife. And so that gets me to the final and fun thing. So secretly, while I told Shannon, I also told Melanie from the parking lot that my big dream is to someday have a Seize Your Midlife Summit. So a big event where, you know, there are experts, experts in marriage, experts in finance, experts in health and wellness and hormones, all of these things. And I literally can picture myself standing on a stage and saying, welcome to Seize Your Midlife. It is not a midlife crisis. It is a midlife arising. And then I pass the microphone to all these experts. When I close my eyes, I can picture it. I can see it. But it feels huge daunting. It feels impossible to know how I go where I am right now to that. So that's where this messy action comes in. And this baby step, when I can't feel ready or feel like I have the skills to take the leap, it's the messy step. So I want to share with you tonight that Shannon who I mentioned before, who's the life coach and the one who's an expert on core values. And I are going to host a two-night Seize Your Midlife retreat. And I am so excited about this. This is my messy step. This is my messy action. And I know it's stepping into The right direction. Because sitting there at that event in a room full of women hungry for more, I knew that was it. And Shannon just graciously said, Yes, let's do it. Let's do it together. We'll be a great team. So stay tuned for more on this retreat for women like us, like you. I literally cannot wait to dive in. So, if you are listening and you're like, gosh, I hope I can go to this event and I want X, Y, and Z included or covered or talked about, then shoot me a message and let me know what it is because we are in the baby planning steps. And so we are open for feedback. I hope that today you liked the things that I shared from the Wake Up to Your Life event, like loving yourself more and speaking more kindly to yourself like taking messy action, or like I like to say, taking a tiny baby step. I hope that if you want to do something, but you feel awkward or embarrassed or unsure, you use my mantra, I am strong, I am brave, I am a badass mom, or you can say I am a badass woman, and you hold your head high and you do the thing. Just do it. Do it in the middle of feeling embarrassed, awkward, fearful, whatever it is. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here, for tuning in every week, for listening. Thank you to Colleen, who I hope gets to listen to this and knows how much I appreciate the Wake Up To Your Life podcast and the Wake Up To Your Life event that sparked so much reflection. I adore every single one of you. If you can, so kindly tell a friend about the podcast give it a rating, or even better yet, a review. Those things help more women find the podcast. And the more women that come to this conversation, the fuller it will be. Thanks, friends. Have a great day and wake up to your life.